Hey everybody, this is your boy Garrett J. White, the founder of Wake Up Warrior and CEO of DKW Styling. And welcome to Warrior on Fire, Daily Fire Edition. Today's topic is this. What you did doesn't have to be wrong. Sit back, relax, and welcome to today's Daily Fuel. All right. So I was having a debate with my daughter. And the debate with my daughter went down the following. We saw saw a movie last night called A Star is Born. Lady Gaga and I forget his name. But he did an amazing job. Whoever, I can't remember his name. Anyways, they both did an amazing job. Thought the movie was fantastic. And my daughter wants to go see it. It has some drug and drug scenes in it. It's got some sex scenes in it. And I'm like, ah. But the music side of it and just the entertainment side of it when it comes, she's a singer, she's a performer in musicals and like I just, it's a, it, it was a phenomenal story uh, inside of it. It's pretty sad. No, uh, no show, uh, no, no show ruining for you here by me. But anyways, I, she said, can I go see their show? And I said, listen, there's sex scene, et cetera. Like, you know, I, I don't want you to see that part, et cetera. And so we went back and forth about creating a situation would allow her to be able to see the part the parts of the movie that uh, that aren't going to have maybe a negative influence on her for a time. And um, as we talked about that, I said, listen, it's almost, I said that this movie is one of my favorite movies I've seen with mom in uh, the last couple of years. The last one that I really enjoyed like this one was The Greatest Showman. And she used to love The Greatest Showman too. And my daughter and I actually went to that movie three times in the theater and then we've watched it, I don't know, probably three, four times at our house, just in our home theater. I, and she's been a huge fan of this show, big time fan. Now, her comment to me this morning was an interesting one because it's the same one that I watch human beings go through over and over and over and over again. And she said this, she said, oh, that show's stupid. I don't even like that show anymore. And this was, when that show came out when she was like nine years old, eight years old or something like that, The Greatest Show, maybe nine years old. Now she's 11 and she's gotten older and she's into other things and things have changed. Yet the crazy part was, is notice she couldn't just say, oh yeah, I love that one. And I'm so excited to see A Star is Born. And this is human behavior. Human behavior is crazy in what we do to ourselves. And here's how it looks. We end up having to make what we're doing or what we used to think or what we were doing wrong, bad and broken. We make it wicked, we make it stupid, we make it whatever so that we can feel justified in our new decision. You know, can I like the greatest showman in the world plus like A Star is Born? Can I, a year ago, have liked one thing and now not not like that thing as much anymore and like something new without making the first thing wrong? Like I'll watch people change churches and they'll make the church they left wrong and they'll make the church they're at right. Um, they'll leave a relationship. And they'll be like, I was a wrong or bad relationship, and now I'm in the right relationship. Or I was in the wrong job, and now I'm in the right job. Or that was a shitty situation, now I'm in a not shitty situation. Here's the crazy part of my experience. Is that everything that you've experienced has built you up to be who you are today. The end. And yet, if you play the game and trap of wherever you are is bad in order for you to go to the next thing that is good then that means that whatever you call good today is going to end up becoming something bad so that you can move forward. But what if it was possible to just choose to move forward because you want to? 
And you don't have to make a relationship bad for you to want something more. You don't have to make a business bad for you to want something more. You don't have to make a job wrong or bad for wanting something more. And you don't have to make The Greatest Showman in the World a stupid movie because you want to see A Star is Born. So here's my question for you. Where in your world, across body, being, balance, and business, the core four, do you currently find yourself in a situation where the following is occurring? You are using negative framing or negative downplay in your mind about something so that you can feel okay about moving forward. You're using the negative that was shitty or something you used to enjoy that you don't anymore that you are making it bad in order to make what you do right now good. Just because I used to do CrossFit for five years and now I surf doesn't mean I think CrossFit is bad. It just was a phase I was in. I did it for five years and now I surf. Now I don't know what I'll do in the future. Hard to imagine doing anything else but surfing, but it was hard to imagine doing anything else but CrossFit when I did that too. Both were amazing. My friend, what you just finished listening to is today's Daily Fire. Parable and a principle. Up next is the Daily Fuel, which is the connection of that fiery parable and principle to the actual production strategies of Living the Warrior's Way found in the Warrior Book. So if you don't have a copy of the Warrior Book, well, guess what? Although this next Daily Fuel is going to be powerful, it won't be nearly as powerful if you don't have the tools and resources to follow along. I would encourage you to head to warriorbook.com and get that book shipped to you today. Man, woman, or child is going to help you either way. So, with or without the book, here we go. And welcome to this section known as the Daily Fuel. My friends, so you got the parable in play, uh, which was this Star is Born versus the Greatest Showman movie conversation I had with my daughter where she had to make one movie wrong in order for the next movie to be right. And this dilemma and this teeter-totter back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth creates all kinds of chaos for you and I. Because it makes no matter what we do has to end up becoming wrong in order for us to move forward. And so the principle for today that I really want to hit home on is this. You can grow simply because you want to grow. You can grow simply because you want to grow. You can grow simply because you want to grow. Now, we grow out all kinds of different reasons. We grow and choose to grow because of conditions that are very painful that force us into a position where we have to. We have situations where we're forced to grow, and we do that because uh, maybe we want to. And regardless of what it is, we're going to play out this principle that what you did doesn't have to be wrong in order for you to want something else. Right, And you can choose to grow simply because you want to grow. As human beings, we end up making what we used to think or think or do bad, wrong, or broken so we can feel justified in our new decision. Everything that you've experienced has built you up to be who you are today. So we're going we're gonna to link this principle and this parable up uh, to what's going on here inside the warrior book. We're in the course. We're still in the core in section four. We're in chapter 20, being meditation. And we're going to start off the quote here from Dr. Deepak Chopra. Meditation makes the entire nervous system go into a field of coherence. Dr. Deepak Chopra, author, public speaker, and new age leader in alternative medicine. By the way, if you haven't uh, studied any of Deepak Chopra's stuff, I spent years studying him, Dr. Wayne Dyer, Debbie Ford, Marion Williamson, um, Eckhart Tolle, uh, shit, dude. There's like so many individuals who I study with 
um, through 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011. Uh, definitely some great stuff that he's put out in the marketplace. Might be something valuable for you too. We're going to start here into uh, verse number one on page 268. Here we go. What is meditation? Why do we meditate? Is meditation the same as prayer? Is prayer the same as meditation? Is meditation something spiritual? Is meditation something scientific? Does meditation matter at all? Inside of Warrior, we know that meditation does matter and is far more significant than one might have ever imagined. Verse 2. Around 2005-2006, I was introduced to meditation as I was studying under a few mentors like Dr. Wayne Dyer. These guys were talking about this idea of meditation and that I needed to do it, but I didn't really get what they meant because every time I heard meditation, all that kept coming to my mind was it was not something you do if you're a Christian. Side note on this, Dr. Dyer passed away here just a couple of years ago, and uh, last time I got to hear him speak, I was actually at a Brenda Burchard event in 2010, and uh, he was a keynote speaker at nighttime, and literally I wept the entire time. Like literally, I just cried. Like 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011 were some of the most emotional years of my entire life. Uh, There were the years that I I left the religion. I was raised Mormon, LDS, um, and uh, Christian. And that was something that I didn't necessarily leave the Christianity. I believe in a very different way than most Christians do now. Um, But it was a very painful, very intense time for me. And Dr. Dr. Dyer was one of the, the key influencers in my life back even as early as 2005 and six. So verse three, so I wasn't really, I wasn't really jiving with it because I had never been raised with the term meditation. I was raised in Western culture where meditation was not something popular. We prayed and pondered. It took a shift in perspective to realize that we were more similar with each other than I realized. Four, with this shift, I also realized you don't have to be religious or non-religious person to have meditation. As was introduced to me, meditation was this concept of being able to create space. Like it, like that's it. It was meant to create space. So in 2005 and six, I started to study the power of intention by Dr. Wayne Dyer, reading his book, Getting in the Gap. He also had a book called The Power of Intention, uh, another book called Inspiration. That's a side note. Great books. Uh, verse five. What is the gap? Dr. Dyer breaks down this concept that in between all of our thoughts we experience on a day to day basis, there is a space in between the thoughts known as the gap in which we're looking and searching for the power inside. So how do we get this? How do we get this internal power? Six, now I'm not going to take you down some philosophical path. We operate with simple principles in Warrior. The practicality behind the gap comes down to this. Meditation creates space. But the only way that you create space is to eliminate stress. Seven, and so stress and space go hand in hand. As a businessman who's trying to pursue the path of having it all, it is vital to have tools in managing a marriage, children, family, clients, prospects, employees, payroll, taxes, and all the rest of it that comes up in our day-to-day experience. Eight, part of the reason why we fail is because of stress, which collapses space. The space we're talking about is this gap that Dr. Wayne Dyer laid out to me back in the day. So I started down the path of meditation like a lot of people do when they begin. And I'm not going to lie, it feels like this weird experience because it's so new. Learning to think about nothing. Nine, I learned the concept of Japa breath meditation, which I was supposed to think about nothing but breathing in and out. I can do that, I thought. Here we go. Three, two, one. And this weird shit would happen right in the middle of this nothing. I was bombarded with thoughts and ideas and concepts. Ten. What was wrong with me? I can't do this thing called meditation because I cannot go to this place called nothing that Dr. Wayne Dyer mentioned and Eckhart Tolle was talking about in the book The Power of Now. I just needed to come to The Power of Now right now. It was a super ethereal idea, but practically speaking, I felt like an idiot. Eleven. So I got a hold again of Dr. Dyer's book, Getting in the Gap on Guided Meditation. I figured that I'd found my problem. I can't calm down enough inside of meditation, so I'm going to have somebody guide me with it and put on my headphones, and Dr. Dyer would have me toning with the following. 
God, which literally was what was happening. I was going, God, God, felt super weird at first, no questions about it. Verse 12, one day I was sitting in meditating on my back deck, finally feeling like I was getting it. I wasn't really though, but I did start to feel like someone was watching me, I thought. There is something watching me, and I'm pretty sure it's God. 13, I was convinced it was some divine being, some God that had come down from the heavens with trumpets blowing and angels flying. But what if I, what, well, what I opened my eyes up to, uh, but, but what if I opened my, up my eyes and ended up dying, ascending to heaven with all these trumpeted angels? So then I got scared to even open my eyes by then because I'm not sure what I was going to see. I do one more drop of breath, God, and it was very good, this, I can tell you, God, I could do forever. 14, I finally open my eyes, and what do I see? My wife eating a bowl of cereal, making fun of me the entire time while I was going, God, talk about feeling like a complete ass. I decided right then and there I was never going to meditate in front of her ever again, so I would do drop of breath quietly in a closet, which was in the guest room with the door closed down in the basement, hoping that no one would see me meditating. 15, I was meditating because I was told there was some kind of power there, and I was like, well, if I can find some power in this God thing that I'm, going, that I'm doing here, well, then I'm going to go find it. 16, this led me down a path every single modality of meditation you could imagine. I went to the land of fantasy, gypsies, and hippies until I came to the practical sense of meditation journey. 17, to sum it up, what I ended up with simply in one conversation with meditation is this. Meditation is about creating space. It's not about God, but it could be. It's not about science, religion, or spirituality, yet it could be all of them as well. Meditation is about giving a man limitless space. 18, with space you have clarity, and with clarity you have confidence. With confidence you have courage, and with courage you have the ability to create more. Your space dictates what you see. When you are overwhelmed with stress, you can't see it. I went on a spiritual journey for meditation, but the truth was it wasn't necessarily a spiritual pursuit. And our final verse, 19. It was far more practical than I ever imagined. If meditation becomes spiritual for you, that's great. If you grow closer to God, that's great. If you feel closer to your purpose, that's great also. But I'm going to have you look at meditation as something far more different than this. Meditation is the opposite of what most men do when they feel stressed, which is they sedate. So here's the deal. We're going to tie this back into the principle then. The principle of the day is simply this. You can choose to grow because you want to grow, meaning you don't have to make what you did wrong in order to justify moving forward. Right, and this this was a challenge when it, when I left the LDS Church, the Mormon Church, oh, ten years ago, um, and I just took on some other pursuits and paths for my life. Uh, the very first phase that I went into was I made that religion wrong. I was like, they controlled me, they did this, they did that, and I recognized uh, one day I was sitting with my wife, and she said, "Listen, you realize that you keep talking about how these people are in a box, these people are that. You keep judging them." I was like, "But you're like, you're no different. Like you're sounding, you sound exactly the same." Like, you think you're not in a box? All you've done is jump out of one box into another box. I don't even know if it's a better box. I was like, well, true, touche. Well done. And I had fallen trapped to the same thing that people do when they leave jobs, right? They leave a job and all of a sudden they have to make their employer wrong and bad and broken in order to justify going to their new position, right? They get to a position where they're, they're constantly facing this challenge of making what I'm doing is wrong so that what I can do right now is right. Meditation is one of those things inside the core four. It is like a non-negotiable. It doesn't matter like how you do it or where you do it or when you do it. What matters is that you do do it. There's only one kind of wrong meditation, and that's called no meditation. No meditation equals wrong meditation, which is you just didn't even try at all. And so you and I face every single day this opportunity inside of core four to get a half a point through meditation. You could sit and do box breathing as taught by, you know, taught by Seal Fit and Mark Devine. You could use uh, brain, you know, um, any one of like Headspace or any of the apps that are available. 
You can go study the Shia, the ashayatradition.org, which is where I studied for two years, two and a half, almost three years. You can study the, some of the references I gave here, Dr. Wayne Dyer. You could sit and just set a timer. You could use Muse and tr- count the number of birds that you get while you get meditation training with this technical tool that goes on your forehead. There's a lot of ways to go about it. But here's the thing I want you to understand. Like, you are not wrong for having not meditated. For wanting to meditate and choosing to meditate, particularly for those of you who are religious, there's going to be a lot of things that come up for you. People are going to tell you the meditation is some Eastern tradition, that you shouldn't do it. And I'm just going to have you consider, inside of all of it, that the greatest opportunity for figuring out whether or not when the meditation works for you is to actually give it a try. Even if it's as simple as sitting down, setting your alarm, and counting your breath. Just... Even if it's just counting your breath. The coolest part that meditation's brought to me in my world as part of the core four is it got to a piece of where I was excited about it. Like meditation changed me. Like it changed my brain. No different than, than weaponizing my body with my fitness and weaponizing my body with my fuel and getting my, my full point in body. When I started moving into being, and particularly meditation, I started to realize that this was something that most of us horrifically miss out on. And then in the beginning, you kind of half-ass meditation because you think it's not going to work, but it's just like going to the gym for one day or one week or one month and thinking, man, I'm not, I'm not getting shredded. I've been meditating now for 10 years, over 10 years. I started my first path down meditation in 2004 and five. It's now 2019 or almost 2019 time I'm recording this. You know, I've been meditating for almost 13 years, every single day, 20 minutes, sometimes 60 minutes, sometimes 10 minutes, like, but every single day. And this is a challenge that I'm going to lay down for you. And it doesn't have to make the religion you're part of wrong in order for meditation to be right. It doesn't have to make your belief systems in God, whatever that is. You don't, they don't have to be wrong in order for meditation to be right. Consider that you can just choose to grow and experience meditation because you want to. And if it helps to look at it as not a spiritual thing, it's just a scientific thing. You know, it's just a scientific thing. It's something that you do in order to awaken a new insight inside of you. So we're going to go to our little summer here. We're going to read some of our, our key points from the general's tent. Obviously, a ton more that we could discuss, but not for today. Chapter 20 points ponder from the general's tent. <laughs> Page 276, point number one, meditation is far more significant than you might have ever imagined, no matter what your religious background. Point number two, meditation is a practical way that creates space, releases stress, and expands who we are. If we meditate, we become greater than we were yesterday. Point number three, by becoming the observer chooser, you must, as a man, as an individual, gain mastery over your mind, which is you've got to take yourself to a place where you can release pain and pleasure in order to access ultimate power. Point four, meditation is the only consistent mechanism for expanding capacity inside of a loyal man's mind, heart, and nervous system. Even though it's difficult in the beginning because we're training our brains to think differently, meditation is not something you have to do. It becomes something you must do and ultimately becomes something that you want to do because it's who you are. A few warrior witnesses with this. We're coming to uh, one or gen- one brother from the USA said this was an interesting one for me. I've never really, I never really did meditation or even thought about it. Honestly, I never, I could never clear my mind because there was always so much going on in my life, my wife's life, and with my kids. 
Incorporating with my daily prayer has been a great tool to utilize it more to help me focus and concentrate more on the positive of my creator. As I've incorporated more and more of the word doctor, I've noticed myself needing to get up a lot earlier and find myself turning to meditation instead of sedation with alcohol like I used to. I end up waking up foggy and dull, but then how can I take care of my patients in the hospital in that state? I found myself in situations so saturated with stress that I will snap and take everyone down with me. This will help me handle my anger more as I'm seeing all of the warrior doctrine fascinating. Last one, man from California. I've been practicing meditation for about six years now, so it's a non-negotiable part of the day. First time I meditated, it was for about two minutes, which was about one minute and 50 seconds of me thinking about everything else and not meditation. Slowly over time, it's created something in my life that's hard to even put into words. It's space and clarity that helps me breathe. I was told by someone to start with a candle, staring at the flame until your mind goes clear. I do it in the morning when the house is quiet. So regardless of what kind of meditation you choose, this is your first half a point inside of being. So we may have our fitness on lockdown, fitness we get half a point, fuel we get half a point, and then meditation we get half a point. There is no restrictions on when you do it or the duration of time that you do it. The only request is that you do do it in order to get your half a point. So you just finished the Daily Fuel. Now it's time for you to get access to the action guides, personalized, customized journaling, and association with others who listen to the Daily Fuel every day for free by heading to warrioronfire.com right now. That's right. Head to warrioronfire.com today and set up your free account inside of the Warrior Armory. On top of this, you know exactly what you also need to get, which is the new book, Warrior Book, found at warriorbook.com. That book, together with what you're doing inside the armory, well, it's going to take these daily fuels to a whole nother level. So get that account set up today at warrioronfire.com and get your book shipped your way by heading to warriorbook.com now.